It's the Phantom Family Podcast. Why, hello there. I am Tori Phantom here with my husband, Jimothy. That's me. And welcome to the show where we talk about family. And, and sometimes your family. We are gossip hounds, let me tell you. We do love to gossip. Spilling tea. We have. But we got to clean that up before it stains. Yeah, we don't actually have a lot of tea to spill, honestly. Yeah, because the kids drink it. These they children love sweet, love tea. sweet tea so much. I don't like it. Yeah, well, that's because you're from New York and you am, don't understand deliciousness. I am from New York where we get to, when we order an iced tea, we say, hello, can I have an iced tea, please? And they bring you a black tea over ice with sugar packets. Listen, here's why that's wrong. No, no, it has No, listen, listen to me. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong right now. You don't, you can have iced tea. This yes, boy. that's not sweet tea. If you want sweet tea, I don't want sweet it tea. It has, I know. That's why you don't <laughs> drink it right. Because if you put sugar packets in ice cold tea, it doesn't dissolve right. It doesn't taste I right. I don't want it. I don't want it to dissolve. I want well, to Well, that's good because you're drinking it wrong sugar. and it won't. That's, I want to chew the sugar while I'm drinking my tea. That's the way it should be. When I inevitably file for divorce, I'm going to cite <laughs> this moment of our podcast. And all of our listeners here, you can bear witness to the reason why my marriage failed. is because, because Tori doesn't drink tea, tea properly. I do. I drink hot tea all the time. Earl Grey smells like Fruity Pebbles. So good. I, I would just tea. I would just want to eat a bowl of fruity pebbles. I'd rather have that. I would like to drink Earl Grey while eating a bowl of fruity pebbles. That's that's the right way to do it. No. How did we get here? Up the stairs. We oh, we are in an upstairs we, room. Yeah. It's upstairs. We are in our upstairs room. Currently, yep. yes. Did you know upstairs is an adverb? Yeah, we saw be. that. It was because that was on be. on one of the schoolwork things last yes. year or something, wasn't it? And we were yes. all confused. Because the sentence was like, I went to go upstairs. And, and the question was, what's the adverb? And doing the online school last year, I was like, I definitely passed the third grade, but I cannot identify the adverb in this sentence. And so I brought it to TikTok because I know there's a, a lot of incredibly intelligent people. And I follow, a a lot them, of, yeah. I follow a lot of educators and they were like, we're going to help you with this. And it, as it turns out, upstairs was the adverb in that particular sentence. I was, I was very shocked. It is pretty by crazy. That. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of social media, today I was on Instagram. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you? Me? Yeah. I have like eight different profiles because I, I'm stalking people mostly. That's weird. No, it's all the different things <laughs> that I've done in iterations of of whether it be a podcast yeah. or no, influencers. I get it. I've started like six different Instagrams. I use one, but either way, I was Same. I was on Instagram today, and I put up like a, a question sticker, and I said, "Hey, hey, friends, I'm doing a podcast, and what would you like to hear about?" And a lot of people have a lot of great ideas about things they want to hear from us, Jim. I bet a lot of people like me have bad ideas because I would ask you how to change your car's motor oil because I guarantee you don't know. I used to know. That you was never one of those knew on skills. this car. That was one of those skills, use it or lose it, and I lost it. I In high school, I knew how to change the oil. Uh, at 28 years old, I do not. I don't. I do. I drive it to Valvoline and they do it for me. That's how I do it. <laughs> And I and I give you my keys and say drive this to Valvoline. Actually, you for you you can just take it to Nissan and the dealership will do that for oh, free that's right, for you. I bought a car. Well, for free, uh, you know, As we paid, I for paid for the vehicle. For, I paid for it. Yeah. So they're going to continue it. doing a couple nice things for us for a while. It's because not free. I'm, pa- I'm paying for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so Instagram. 
I, I put out this ask. I said, what would you like to hear about? And someone, I mean, there's a lot of good ideas, but the one I picked, I was like, this is a great idea. This is so topical to my life and our family. And they, do you, do you know what they asked, Timothy? What did they ask? They said, how do you find your own parenting style and feel confident in that when we're looking at things like social media and Pinterest and Instagram? Well, how do you? Pretty I'm learning from you. Pretty carefully. I think I don't think a lot of people are as careful about finding their parenting styles. Actually, I think a lot of people just sort of just do what it. they do. Yeah, honestly, it's just, yeah, they're, they're just gonna fall into it. That's what I do. However, as a social media parent, I thought this was actually a really good thing to talk about because I present my parenting content in a very specific way and that is in a way to not tell anyone how to parent because I think we all come from different backgrounds with different experiences and we all have different factors in our lives that drive us to be the type of people we are and so no one way of parenting is going to work for anyone oh yeah it's not it's not a one size fits all for sure exactly and like honestly like i don't believe in like parenting experts like you can be a psychology expert but like parenting expert have you parented every kid name every kid that ever existed right now alexander abraham exactly exactly you don't even know any names so those are all names. No, no, I mean, yeah, but no. Anyway, I <laughs> you. I I don't like the social media parents who say this is how to parent and if you're not doing it this way you're wrong. It is probably one of my biggest pet peeves because it's very aggressive. I find it very aggressive and and there's no empathy in that. And so when I present my parenting content, I'm doing that in a way not to tell anyone how to parent or what to do, but just to say, hey, this is like a parenting thing that like this was a situation that happened in my life. Perhaps you have experienced something similar and this is how I handled it. And maybe that is a good thing for you to hear. And maybe you think that I'm wrong. And both of those responses are absolutely okay. That's true. Yeah, and and I've got I've had comments before like Toria. Sometimes I agree with you, but I don't agree with you on this one. But I still respect that you're trying to do the best for your kids, and I can say the same to those people because honestly, we're all, we're all just trying to do our best. I I at least like to believe we're all trying to do our best. I'm not trying to do my best. I'm just you're awesome just, all the time. I don't have to try. Live at your best. Exactly. I wake up in the morning and excellence pours from the follicles on top of my head because there's no hair to block it anymore. Timothy. Yes. If this is your best, I have some questions. You don't want to see my worst. Oh, goodness. If you can't handle me at my best, you definitely don't deserve <laughs> me at my worst. Or, or whatever Marilyn Monroe's poster said. Was that a Marilyn Monroe thing? I don't think Marilyn Monroe actually said it, but it's always on posters and, and those. <laughs> I want to call them MySpace memes. Yeah, let's just, just the things let's from just back in the day. that up to the internet as well. Like, you can say anyone said anything. Exactly. Right? And and so for for me as a parent, I I've been frequently asked because I do make a lot of parenting content. Like it's an FAQ. Have there it's an FAQ. Have there been any parenting books that you have read, or what parenting method do you follow? And the truth is, I've never read a parenting book. I read some pregnancy books when I was pregnant. You used to make me watch the "What to Expect When yeah, You're Expecting" I, videos I every it, Sunday I could, morning. 
Because I could compare the baby to a piece of fruit or vegetable. That you was very exciting for me. You started to do it with the third baby, but by like week four, you were like, I, I've seen all this. I I've know. Seen it, I'm just, I've seen I, I don't time. care. I'm, I'm pregnant, whatever. I'm tired and I'm sick. <laughs> Barf but, city. Yes. Yes. I had hyperemesis in all of my pregnancies, so they were not great. Uh, you won't frequently hear me talking about my pregnancies because I know there's a lot of pregnant people out there and I don't ever want someone to feel scared because my experiences were so bad because although bad pregnancies can happen, they are not universal and I don't want to scare anyone. Uh, however, back to what we were talking about. So... I think it's totally okay for us all to have these different opinions on parenting. But for me, I haven't read a parenting book. I don't follow parenting experts. In fact, I didn't even know that the way that I parent falls under the subset of gentle parenting or respectful parenting until I really got into social media and learned that those terms existed. I just parent in a way that feels natural to me. Yeah. And honestly, there are terms for it. I don't. I don't know what they are. I don't really know what they mean myself. You can explain them to me, but it's all just, I'm just be a parent. That's what I say. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of all those weird label ones. You just don't like labels, I think. I also don't understand all the INFP, ENTJ, RMCD, TMNT, RHCP. What's funny to me is that Jim can sit here and say, I don't really like labels, but, but dare you mislabel the genre of a band? A subgenre of a band, Jim will lecture you for twenty minutes uh, about new metal. Well, hey, that's got an actual like clinical <laughs> diagnosis of Limp Biscuit. So I knew we were gonna head to Fred Durst City. Absolutely. <laughs> Either way, what it circles back to is that we really just need to parent in the way that feels natural. For circles us. back to or boils down to both. We because we got back off to topic. Camp. We got off topic, so I didn't have to circle back. Lip Biscuit is never off topic. Fred Durst is always at the forefront of my mind. Thank you. But continue. How did you get to be so good at being a parent? What books did you read? Is Fred Durst a parent? Fred Durst has, yes. Fred Durst has kids. I can't, oh my goodness. Now I'm going to, I'm blanking on his child's name, but it's something that's actually really cool. I want to say his name is like Cadillac <laughs> or something. You know what? You go ahead. Go ahead, talk about the books that you didn't read, and I'm going to look up Fred Durst's child's okay. name. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jimothy. Anyway, for me, the the basis of my parenting is rooted. Honestly, uh, some of the roots are in my own childhood trauma because I never expected to have kids. Like, growing up for me, by the time I was, like, a preteen, the thought in my head was, I don't ever want to have kids because I never want to treat a human the way I am being treated. And I never want a human to feel about me the way that I feel about my parents. Dallas. His son's name is Dallas. <laughs> he also has a daughter named Adriana. Thank you. Jim. Oh, his son has the same birthday as me, except 16 years later. Okay. Anyway, he's, he's got some kids. Okay, that's, that's awesome. Fred Durst, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Continue, continue. Don't let me interrupt you. <laughs> so the the thing is that for me, that was kind of growing up, I never thought I was going to have kids because what my normal was, and that's the thing I think we all have to kind of remind ourselves when we think about raising our kids and our own childhoods, 
is that when you're growing up, the environment you're growing up in is 100% the way you see the world. When you're growing up, your sense of the world is the world you're living in. And so you assume that every family is like yours. I mean, I, I, at least that's how I saw it. You know, I grew up in a very abusive, toxic household. And I thought that's just the way things were. Like that was just if you became a parent, you were a monster. And I didn't want to be a monster. See, I never felt that way because I did see other families. I had friends whose houses I went to. I knew that everybody was kind of different. I knew that some families had a dad and I didn't. So, like, I, I knew that some things were different. It's just that mine was also different from theirs. And, you know, that's actually a really interesting thing to consider as well. Because for me, I grew up very much isolated. We were not allowed to have friends. We weren't allowed to have people over and we weren't allowed to go to people's houses. So we were very much isolated in this, like, abusive, toxic place and so in my head, that was just the normal. That's who parents were. That's how they were. Uh, my parents' relationship was horrible. And I thought if I ever got married, that's what that would be. And so for that being the example of what a family was, I didn't want to have kids. Uh, then I did, I did get pregnant when I was 18. And I had my baby when I was 19. And that changed my entire view of what family could be. I say my oldest daughter is the first person I ever truly loved. And she's my bestie now. Like, I, I absolutely, I still, I just love her more every day. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but I remember having her. I mean, I was still a kid. I was 19. And, and I don't mean to, like, say that 19-year-olds are kids. If, if there's a teenager listening, like, I... There's just, there's so much growth that happens. Like, I fully believe that teenagers can be fully functioning, logical, amazing, intelligent people. I mean, I, I was that way. But there's just, it's, it's, there's always so much growth and change that happens as the years go on in your life, right? I mean, you're, you're 35, I'm 28, and I'm sure by the time I'm 35, I can look back at the time I'm 28 and be like, what was I thinking? I don't know. I've been pretty awesome since, like, forever, so... You keep saying that. Yeah, because I speak the truth. <laughs> so modest. And humble. Don't forget humble. Yes, also that. <laughs> I remember, I will never forget this, the day that I brought my baby home from the hospital. Now, I had been in the hospital for over a week. Long story. But I get her home, and she's in her little car seat carrier, and I sat her down next to her crib. And I looked at her, and I went, what did I do? I was scared. I had never been around a baby. I'd never held a newborn before my own daughter, and I was petrified. You should have practiced first. Didn't you have that thing in high school where you had to carry around the sack of flour? I went to a tiny school. Like, I remember, like, four kids doing that, but, like, the electives weren't there, and that wasn't one I was going to pick if I could have, so. Well, that sounds like <laughs> you. That's like, a failure I don't on your part. I want to do that. So. You're like, oh, let me just get the real life on the job let training. Just, let me just hop right into it. But I remember from the beginning looking at my little baby. You know, I... I held her the first time and I remember saying, I'm going to do better. You're, you're not, you're, you're going to have so much better. 
And I really feel like I'm I'm giving her that, you know. She she doesn't have trauma. I mean, not not anything serious. You I'd know, say like she, she does. She doesn't like spiders. And that's she's what I was about to bring up was you. the spiders. Like she gets the spider fear for me. Like don't don't have a spider near me or my nine year old. There will be a full meltdown from both of us. Uh, not our five year old. She'll go kill it. Yes, for you. our five year old is teaching our that, designated spider killer. You're teaching that fear to the baby too. I yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to. But I'm she's trying been telling to me it. recently. You know, I say I'm afraid of spiders because, like, so recently in our basement, that's where our laundry is. And I went down to grab something and there was a spider the size of, like, a quarter. And I, I did squish it. I did also cry. Uh, but I decided I wasn't going to go in the basement for a few days because it really spooked me. And our littlest lady, she's three, and she goes, Dada says the spiders help us. They do. And I was like, I'm glad Dada said that to you because I'm never going to. They are our friends. They eat the bad bugs that are around. They're not going to bother you. They bother me. Look at them. They, they, they bother not, me just by existing. They're okay? not going to physically harass you the way that you physically harass them. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I do. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. Where was I? You were saying how our oldest daughter doesn't have trauma. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank other you. Than Thank you. I lost it. Uh, <laughs> welcome to my brain where it doesn't work. So... The thing is, is the, the weird thing I've been experiencing recently is having this kind of interface with my own childhood because by the time I was my oldest daughter's age, I was terrified all the time. I had horrible anxiety already. I was afraid for my life. There was so much physical and emotional trauma happening by the time I was my oldest daughter's age. And at this point in my oldest daughter's life, you know, she's nine and her biggest issues are spiders. And that I'm now making her go to the library to get her Warrior Cats books instead of continuously buying the entire series from Barnes & Noble. I bought her one of the whole series, but I'm like, dude, like, you're probably not going to like these in a few years. And sure, your sisters might like them in a couple years, but, like, I don't actually need to spend hundreds of dollars on these books. So, like, that's her biggest issue, and that makes me feel really good. Also, she hates broccoli. Don't serve her broccoli ever. She does hate broccoli, but she will just pick it out. Like, she doesn't complain too much. I mean, I get it. Like, if I get mm. mushrooms in my stuff, I'm going to complain. Yeah, but I don't complain because you give them to me. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll eat all the mushrooms. She can give you her broccoli. And I'll give her all my pickles, and we, we make it's an even perfect. trade. It's, it's a good team. Teamwork makes the dream work, as my five-year-old always says since she learned it from Shimmer and Shine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What, I, what I'm getting to is that I parent in a very intuitive way. From the beginning, it was about how do I make sure that her life isn't bad? How do I make sure that she is going to grow up and be the person that she can be her best person living her best life and not have all of these worries and mental illness that I ended up with? And so for me, I'm not reading books. I am not doing any of these things. What I do is I kind of interface with my own childhood and the things that I wish my parents did different. However, my kids are different people, so I have to adjust based on their needs. And then I also try my best to do even more for them. And it's just the empathy, I think. The empathy is the biggest part of parenting for me because it is so easy to forget that we didn't know things when we were kids. As long as you're not going to act like you know everything. I, I see some parents that are, I'm sure they're great parents, but I don't I don't appreciate being told 
certain things by certain people who I know are not necessarily maybe even good people at heart, but you know, maybe they, 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 people, people listen to them because they, they put out this image out there. Whereas you, I think people do see you as a good parent and a good person. And that's because you're both of those things. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. And I'm not just saying that because of the podcast or because there's like any sort of sharpened broomsticks or anything near me. I'm not saying that for any reason other than the fact that I mean it and I love you. I'm just saying I appreciate that you are genuine. And and that's what I really tried to pull in my content because the, the original thing we were talking about here is how to be our best parent when there's all of these pressures of like society and especially with social media and and so my best advice with that is to remember that a lot of social media is fake right fake. so with my social i'm very aware of that and i also know that a lot of people look at me and the content i put out and the stories i tell and they say wow you're the perfect parent and i'm the first person to tell them no i'm not i'm not perfect i make mistakes I yell at my kids and I try to tell those stories too because I don't want to be seen as a perfect parent. I'm a parent who is trying my best. That's what we all have to do, right? Absolutely. But there are influencers out there who we see their content and it's so perfect on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, and the pictures are perfect. The family looks perfect. The stories are perfect. They're parenting experts. Their kids must be brilliant and angels and and how do we achieve that? I must be doing something wrong. And it breaks my heart because it's not true. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's such an easy saccharine. story to believe. It's, it's fake such, sweet. Yes. It is such an easy story to believe when we see these picture perfect Instagram families. But we also have to understand that that isn't the full reality. We're not seeing the full picture. And so I try to paint our picture to the fullest that I can. Uh, but that can be there's so much there's so much pressure with it and so i think when you're trying to find your own parenting style we have to look at content as content and not as goals true just be content with the content and yeah, don't like try it's to make so it nice life. to see these beautiful families because they are beautiful families like i don't want to discount that or say that they're not putting good things into the world i'm just saying that if if this family that looks so picture perfect in every picture on Instagram and their toddlers are always happy and, and well-kempt and smiling, like also understand they are still parents of toddlers and that there's definitely toddler behavior there. And so try not to compare yourselves to other people because at the end of the day, even the most amazing influencers who are sharing their family, they still have their bad moments. They're still making mistakes and they're still trying their best just like you are. And you are not the same people that they are, right? Like we're all different people with different experiences. So what works for one family might not work for the for the next. And and that's OK. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's nothing. Nothing about parenting is one size fits all. And that's even we can even put that into our personal relationship. Right. Because we have the same parenting goals. We have the same. We are parenting. parenting the same children. We are parenting the same children. We have the same parenting ideals. You know, we are both uh, respectful, gentle parents. You know, we we don't use corporal punishment. We're very focused on feelings. However, we still parent in different ways, and that's also okay. Like I I always say, like one of the biggest differences between us is our level of patience. 
I have way more than you. I have way less than you. And that doesn't make him any less of a parent than I am. And I am still just as effective as you are. Exactly. Which lets you know you can have less patience and still get what you need. Just saying. (laughs) It's just who I am. I'm just patient. I just want to smile and dance with my babies. I don't want to dance. I love dancing. I like to smile. I'm not going to dance. I'm not interested in dancing. I'll watch the dance. Dancing is so much fun. Not for me. Well, you like to take the videos of us dancing, though. Yes, I will take the footage. I will will document all of your recitals. Yes, when we have a lot of them. But that's really, I think, that the most important thing is that when you're finding your parenting style, find it because of who you are and what you want and the goals you have, not from these influences of this is who I should be, this is how my family should be. Because especially when we're looking at social media, we're only ever going to see part of the picture. Yeah. I don't I don't even look at the pictures though honestly. I don't really scroll that side of social media. I don't really look at those videos on TikTok. Sometimes people send them to me and they say, "Oh, you should be like this guy." And it's kind of joking, but it's also like I could never. Yeah, and and I mean, I don't want to discount any influencer who who does say like, "This is how you should parent. If you're not doing it this way, you're wrong." Cuz like if that works for them, that works for them. But I just feel like there's so much room there's so much space for other types of parents and the way that I see the the internet with parenting and and this is this is definitely like rose-colored glasses the bright side of things the silver lining to how I view parenting on the internet is that what is what is like the one thing you've always heard in like the the things people say about parenting it takes a village oh I was gonna say the Days are long, but the years are short. I mean, also, yes. There's a lot of validity in that statement. Parenting trivia <laughs> quotes. But the the quote of it takes a village, right? And I firmly believe, for better or worse, that our village has moved online. And what I mean by that is that we are going to see these aspects of parenting that we're not going to agree with or we feel attacked by or we're not happy with. But at the same time, there are so many parents out there sharing their stories that we have something to learn from. And even even me who makes parenting content, I have seen so many videos. I've seen so many amazing humans share their opinions on parenting and life and family and went, wow, that really that really struck a chord with me. Like, I'm going to I'm going to put that in my pocket. I'm going to use that. That is incredible. I love that. And, and that is the village. It's this online village. You know, maybe we're not there to, to hold each other's babies and give each other a break like, you know, generations ago. But we are there to lift each other up and to share ideas. And, and that's why I try to create the content I do in the way that I do because I don't want to tell anyone this is how to do it. I'm just sharing what works for me and I'm also listening. I listen as much as I speak because we all have something we can learn from each other. I like one thing that you do with your videos you take the ancient aliens approach hear me out hear me out you take the ancient aliens okay. approach to it because you say oh my babies do this so i do this when they're having a bad day i try to do this and you you give your specific example of of what you <laughs> do and what has worked for you in that situation that is what you do you say this is this. You're not telling anybody that 
was were you doing what I'm doing? Maybe if you do exactly what I do, because your kid definitely has the same temperament and emotions and attitude <laughs> that my child has, then it would definitely work for you. But you take the ancient aliens approach, where you are just making a statement. It doesn't matter. It's you're you're not saying that this is true and it is absolutely a gospel fact. You put it out there, much like the ancient aliens people. They I've never see seen ancient aliens. it's fantastic. It is fantastic. They. <laughs> They they will see a site like the pyramids. Let's use Egyptian pyramids. It's okay. it's kind of stupid, but <laughs> what they do is the in, pyramids are the show, Jim. The show. The okay. pyramids are amazing. The pyramids are amazing. The pyramids are an amazing work of human ingenuity, which is what I believe. But they but say they look at it and say. The pyramids, as they were built this way, there are actually eight sides to the pyramid, but you can only see it one day a year because there's the solstice, the sun shines on it, and you actually see all eight sides of the pyramid because it's concave. And could it be that ancient alien architects helped the ancient Egyptians build this magnificent work of art so perfectly? And it's they're not saying aliens helped them. They're saying, could it be that... <laughs> and they're just telling they're just telling an intriguing story just with that little twist there like could it be and you're like I helped my child today when she was angry and that way when some Karen comes into your comments and's like well yeah it's a good thing my child's angry my child's angry he throws uh, shoes inside of my TV and they break them so I you can't do nothing with my kids you never said you were going to you're just saying hey this is I'm I'm just a gentle so parent and I'm speaking gently to have right now my parenting videos compared to ancient aliens but I'm gonna wrap this up with a little synopsis here. I'm not comparing them to ancient aliens. I'm saying it's the ancient aliens technique. Could it be? Could it that be that you ancient speak aliens like the ancient are aliens narrators? I wish they were. That would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, synopsis here. Here's here's my takeaway because I've rambled a lot. That's what I do. That's who I am as a person. I'm still doing it right now. Spit it out. <laughs> Every parent is different. We all come from different places, different backgrounds, different experiences. We have different temperaments and everything. Everything. We're all different people. And the other part of it is, so are our children. True. They are all different. And although we might have more control over their experiences, they're all still, especially school age, they're, they're experiencing different things, different people. They all have different attitudes, different mindsets. What I'm saying is that every person in our family is going to be a different person, but somehow we all manage to make it work together. And so when we're looking at social media, when we're looking at parenting books, when we're looking at anything where someone is talking about parenting and considering it in our parenting, my top recommendation is to take the things that feel right to you and use them if you want to. And if there's things you see that don't feel right, you don't have to pay attention. It's okay to cherry pick because of who you are as a person. Different things are going to work from you. And it takes a village and we, we can all learn from each other. And we can also not take advice we didn't ask for. I'd like to do the opposite of what I've seen people do. Like when I'm frustrated, I will not hit the children in the head with the satellite dish remote like my uncle used to do to me. So I learned. There you go. There you go. We can learn from other people's mistakes and we can learn great lessons from other people. And so I think social media can have a really valuable role in our parenting. But I also think it's important that we understand that there are boundaries that we have to set for ourselves when we're looking at these picture-perfect families and we start to feel inadequate that we are not inadequate. 
we are also just regular families. We just don't have as good a camera. And and maybe we're not as eloquent with our wording. And that's okay because our family and our family dynamic is, is just as good as the next person's. And, and you should never feel bad about that. If you are a parent and you are trying your best, then you are a great parent. And I am so proud of you. Yes. All right. Speaking of social media, where can people find us? Where can they find us? Probably TikTok. I'm always on TikTok. Definitely I'm on Tori TikTok. Phantom on TikTok. I'm Tori dot Phantom on Instagram. Tori Real Tori Phantom on Snapchat. If you want to add me there, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm also on Twitter, Tori Phantom. Now and then I tweet. I'm I'm learning. I'm I'm afraid of Twitter. Where can we find you, Jimothy? You can find me on Twitter as Jimmy on the Air. On Instagram as at Jimmy Nips on TikTok Silent as K at on the Nips. Jim Beard. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy Nips K N I P P S. The K is silent. silent K. There is that. Uh, I think that I'm also on Facebook. Yeah, there's the I'm, oh yeah, there's I'm the Tory Phantom page on, on there. Yeah, hello. What about uh, our page? Do we we we've got what a Twitter? We've got a Twitter. Up at this we're gonna point. make an Instagram. We're new here. We're we're new here, folks. But we're growing. And the podcast we are here for you. The podcast is the new podcast. in the social media yes. realm, not us. The Phantom Family Podcast. It is new, and we are here to stay. But it's time to put this thing to bed. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and put this thing to bed. Thank you for getting up with us. But it is yes, time to get you, you tucked in. Up, All right. But it's time for bed, baby. Go ahead. All right, let's it's get you back in bed. We gave you water. Yeah, I, I just talked to you about. I'll talk to you in a Yes, gag. we gave you water. Do you need yeah. do you need oh, lullabies? Do you, do you want hogs? I don't I don't care if you need oh, Disney, buddy. I gave you shake? I gave you music. I can't. Which which song did you want just, tonight? Okay, let's pick the song. Oh, okay. I, I can give you another hog. Okay. But now it's yep. time for bed. All right, come All right, on. We gotta go to come bed. On, We're pushing our boundaries. Turn the screens off. It's time to go to bed. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you.